Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 2011. From multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half, how'd you get And you described that his head kind of exploded yes. when you hit him. Yes, I actually hit him three times because I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. Go, go, go. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning, and then 45 minutes later, she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. All right, welcome back. Like the man just said, this is the Operator Podcast. I'm Robert J. O'Neill, former SEAL Team 6 operator. I will be your host Today for this episode and for this entire year, welcome to 2024. How exciting is all of this? All kinds of New Year's resolutions, all kinds of New Year, New Me bullshit. I went to the gym on the 1st and it was full and I saw some uh, stuff on social media, pictures that you were taking, others were taking, which means the New Year, New Me folks are in the gym and lots of space is taken up by people checking their social media, so I'm going to assume they were listening to my podcast and not just wasting your time. But man, isn't that funny to go in there? And it's going to be about a week because people are motivated. They're fired up. They're ready to get back into it. I fully approve. Um, I think it's great to get in there and better yourself. They just never last. They never have. But it's good for the gym owners because they get more memberships. Now's your time, baby. But then you get those people in there seriously. Uh, you know, people that are sitting there in between sets on your on their phone looking at stuff. That's fine. People do it. Um, I do it too. I just hate when people waste all kinds of time and just sit there scrolling. Uh, I know other people feel the same. But hey, um, I also disagree with... Um, there's a video of a w- dude walking over to another dude smacking them in the back of the head and almost starting a fracas. There's no need to get physical. It just comes with, I think, the um, situational awareness or lack thereof. Nothing wrong with um, standing up in between sets, getting your stretch on or walking around. If, so, if, if someone is waiting for a machine, let them have a set with you or be courteous, whatever. Uh, we're seeing that, but 2024, 78. This is episode 78. If you were watching me right now, too, speaking to Jim, I did not get – I'm not losing weight. This is just a tighter shirt, and my head's gargantuan. So uh, all good here. We're happy. A um, lot, of, lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Looking ahead, um, we are going to talk a little bit of government today just because, I, you know, we took about a week off. I love that time, though. 
Don't you love that time right after Christmas into New Year's when we all, it gets a little depressing, but we all kind of lose track of time. Most of us anyway. Um, a lot of people get some well-deserved time off and then New Year's and then we're back into it. But uh, it is fun to be back here and see what we can get into. It's going to be exciting, but we're going to talk about monetary responsibility. Our dear friends in Washington, D.C., the powers that be, the uh, always impressive military industrial complex their funding what they do with their money how they're never responsible fun stuff like that um some new shows that are coming out i've been what i did in my time off too i started watching and continue watching some shows which i enjoy and i'm always taking your comments what shows what you think because the operator podcast because this is a new year um what we do here if you're new to it and if you are tell a friend have him or her listen or both listen um if you do something in life that is good, you are operating, you're an operator. I am a former special operator, so I give you my opinion on everything, from sports to fantasy football, which I love, to current events and politics, shit like that. I give you my opinion as an operator. You as an operator, give me your opinion back, please, on Instagram at The Operator Podcast. You can also hit at Makuya, like I mentioned before, uh, restricted there, sort of restricted on X, the artist formerly known as Twitter. But uh, at the Operator Podcast is usually the one where I will respond. I, uh, Twitter, you might get a retweet here and there, or whatever the hell they call it, or repost. But uh, I want to hear what you have to say about what I'm saying. And if I'm wrong, which I have been, I will admit it, and I will listen. I don't have, I don't, I'm not in the mood of getting pissed off anymore and yelling at people. Positivity is the name of 2024 on the Operator Podcast. So tell me what you think about everything, and I will listen. Please listen to me as well, too, and just know that I don't block you, but I will mute you, and that is my personal enjoyment because you don't know that I muted you and you're screaming at the sky, and the only person who can hear you is your mom who lives upstairs. So um, we're going to get into a lot of fun stuff today. Um, yeah, day-to-day stuff, whatever. What I want to get into first before we get into the proverbial meat and potatoes, I want you to stop spending money on big insurance companies that profit off of not paying your bills. Lots goes on out there that you don't realize, and by not paying your bills, insurance is collecting money. Um, Did you know that 48 million claims on Obamacare last year were denied? That is one in five claims going to get rejected. And do you want to take that chance? Health insurance, if you don't know this, sucks. It's confusing, it's expensive, and it's frustrating. There is a better way. Welcome to the alternative. Crowd Health was created to get rid of the headaches of health insurance for $175 for an individual or $575 for a family of four or more, you'll get access to a community of people who are willing to help out in the event of an emergency. You'll also get telemedicine visits, discounted prescriptions, and more. All of this comes without doctors' networks getting in the way. Let Crowd Health assist with your healthcare needs. You can get started today for just $99 dollars per month for the first three months when you use code the operator to get the health care you deserve crowd health is not insurance go learn more at joincrowdhealth.com that's joincrowdhealth.com code the operator go check it out use code the operator joincrowdhealth.com but we finally made it to 2024 
which means, get ready for this, it is an election year. And I know it always seems like it's an election year because we always have the same people in Washington, D.C., the same people on the same networks talking about this, yeah, sometimes the same stuff. A new war here and there, you know, different place on a map, same people. Uh, people been in office for 50 years to include the president and other folks. It's the same people in D.C. that they tell you at a certain age, you, my God, you should be retired. And to a point where it's almost cruelty to, you know, elder abuse to make them work so long, yet these are the same people saying that. Like, what's retirement age? And then look at the average age of senators and things like that. Um, but, yeah, now, I mean, now, like, we're, we're turning the corner here. And, like, the Iowa caucuses are coming up, and we're hearing a lot about uh, who's going to do what and where. And you're going to get the spin on um, from the media on who's doing a, a lot better. Obviously, Donald Trump's the major front runner for the Republican nod. Uh, they're really propping up Nikki Haley now for a number of reasons. Um, uh, again, I'm not going to try to get negative. She's, you know, she she's a, a DC insider. She knows her stuff. I mean, she's a smart woman and a former governor. Just she's got different interests, and she's a uh, she's a swamp creature. Ron DeSantis is is uh, doing okay. His, his uh, presidential campaign's kind of a reminds me of a dumpster that is on fire. Uh, I don't know him. He worked with a West Coast team as a uh, JAG, and the guys I have spoken to love him, and Florida loves him. He's done a, done a great job in Florida, and I'm not talking shit about him. The presidential campaign hasn't been the best. He's putting all his uh, all his ducks that are, are in a row into Iowa. They're trying to bank on Iowa. Ron DeSantis is really put, pu- uh, pushing that if, after that. We'll see. And then they're pushing Nikki Haley for, for the um, New Hampshire thing up northeast, and then she's going to lose South Carolina, which is her home state. You, you see where it's going. Um, but watch the media spin it though. Here's what I want you to pay attention to. Um, they're getting it when someone does better than predicted, <laughs> and by predictions I mean the polls, and by polls I mean the shit that the media make up. Um, when when Ron DeSantis does or Nikki Haley does better or worse, you're gonna and Trump wins it huge, which he's going to bigly. I think is the word. Um, they're gonna spin it into oh look out for number two blah 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 blah. We see where it's going. The only way to keep Trump out is to do what they're trying to do, what fascists do, and that's keep him off the ballot. So um, we're seeing a lot of that nonsense. It's good. Look, don't get me wrong. We're gonna have fun this entire year. Uh, but you thought 2020 was a shit show. That was playing with the demons, man. Like uh, our good friend. The Reverend Dwight D. Culpepper once said, you dance with the demons, but tonight you're dancing with the devil himself. So that's what 2024 is going to be. And you're just going to watch the spin because the um, the the swamp has been shown their ass a little by Donald Trump getting elected in 2016. And we all kind of saw, like it, he said, drain the swamp. We didn't realize how many... Swamp donkeys were beneath that blanket, but there's a lot. And they really do not like this guy to the point where, I mean, they spent his entire presidency making shit up and trying to put him in jail or trying to get him out of office. Impeached twice, um, not convicted because it was all nonsense that they made up and paid for. Same names. Um, But uh, they're scared shitless of him now because we get the Epstein list unmasked coming out. It's already been out, but um, that whole shit show. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to talk too much about that because I don't plan on hanging myself and breaking my own neck. Um, but that's coming out. Other stuff's coming out. They're going to try, they being DC, are going to try to spin all kinds of stuff. Obviously, with the attorneys general that are um, 
taking them off the ballot. What was that? Uh, we got Maine and we got Colorado, and they're kind of reversed in course because it's not going to the plan. Like, they're going to do that, but a lot of these AGs came out um, too early because people might get off of TikTok and look at what's actually happening and the true fascism that's happening with just take them off and put them in jail. Um, all the, I mean, you see all the stuff that's happening with Donald Trump. This is straight-up Soviet Union bullshit. This is fucking gulag shit. And uh, you're seeing it in real time. So it's going to be fun for us uh, until they pull whatever they need to because you raise your voice. And they're not dumb about this. They have the media in their in their ass pocket, and they use them. The media is going to start spinning everything left, right, and center. Um, well, here, okay, example, prime example. Uh, at first, the media in 2015 thought Trump would be fun because Hillary Clinton's going to be the president. So they enjoyed the interaction here and there until it started to get serious, throwing out all the stops. That's when we had everything coming up uh, from years and years and years ago, uh, all kinds of stuff. And um, the media is going to be in on it like that. And then obviously the politicians are going to be on it because they really don't want it to happen. But there is a plan behind it. Save this until he gets the nomination. Then start hammering him with that, taking him off. But a lot of people, again, you'll notice we come back to uh, personal power. A lot of these people that realize that they can get fame a little bit. So they can advance their career potentially, get a little street cred for trying to attack Donald Trump. Definitely, you'll get the cred with the leftist media, with the most of the uh, most of the governments and things like that. Um, but yeah, you're, I mean, we're going to see a lot of it now. That uh, um, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, in 2020, um, 2019, 2020, they really were everything was booming, so they had to do the whole lockdown thing. That's an entire different conversation. We all lived it. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and the people that were acting like the secret police are now apologizing. Well, we didn't know. Oh, I'm just doing my job. A lot of that happened before in the past, too. But thank God we bury our history, so we'll never learn about that. <laughs> and I'm thinking of other ideas we, we'll need to get into um, later on in later episodes. It's fun. But but I, I wanted to kick that off because we're going to have fun this year watching all the complete chaos that will ensue with this country. But um, we will sort of do um, a what next, but I, I sort of kind of want to do to my best as, as a podcast host and not a college graduate, which means I've probably never plagiarized anything or else I would be um, uh, like a president of a major Ivy League university, some stuff like that. But uh, I also, since I brought that up, I, I do, I read a lot. I try to study and research a lot. Um, listen to books, listen to different podcasts, other people's opinions. I think it's smart to get every point of view that you can because you might be better informed. It's better to make your own decision than to have be force fed something. So I listen to other people speak, even, you know, far left, far right. And, you know, we got nutsos out there. But um, the point I'm making is if I tell a joke or make a point or give a quote and I don't know where to give credit, I'm not trying to steal the damn thing. I'm just not smart enough to have remembered where, it, from where it came. So, that's that. And I, but as a college um, non-graduate, I did go to college. So suck on that. Not for very long because the Navy was calling and there was bad guys to. There was democracy to spread. <laughs> that's another one too. Uh, if you notice when you try to ask them, um, whoever them is, uh, what's what? What is your why? And it's, we're just defending democracy. Okay. 
That's it. That's all. We're defending democracy. They're to the point now. Uh, Adam Kinzinger, a former congressman that I know, and I like him. Um, he's he's gone so far down the dumps that he's saying that Trump is smelly. I mean, that kind of worked in Top Gun, and he is a pilot, so maybe, you know, it's just the whole uh, cougar. You stink. That's it. I mean, you're calling. You've resorted to calling him pr- smelly. <laughs> Anyway, um, I personally never had an issue with Adam, and, and uh, I would like to see that resolved. But I mean, it's, you know, just I think you're getting on the wrong side of wrong doing that stuff. But uh, anyway, um, that's the stuff that happens here and there. What I want to talk about at first, just to caveat, I want to give you the podcast, a podcast host interpretation of our government, as far as I can tell, so that you can tell <laughs> what is happening, so that we can tell. What is happening? Um, I'm I dumbed this down for me after doing research, but I'm I, you'll hear me complain not complain eh, complain you'll hear me talk about it's frustrating when laws are being made by unelected officials because they're not supposed to be but you're seeing the bureaucrats come in and ma- and they call them different things like you've heard the word mandate uh, laws were they're supposed to be written by Congress but that's it. The president doesn't write laws. I mean, it's supposed to be the House of Representatives. They're the lawmakers. The three branches are the legislative branch, the executive branch, and the judicial branch. And the reason those three branches of government were made were for what we call checks and balances. And our founders, the framers, our forefathers, were smart enough to see the potential of what may happen. And the reason they took so long, not only to write the Constitution and write the Declaration of Independence, but then to ratify the Constitution. That's where places like in New York, when they ratify the Constitution, where people like James Madison was involved. And he's actually the only person uh, at the ratification of the Constitution in New York to have signed um, it. So... There's that, <laughs> um, but, the, the, but but like right now, if you if you ask anyone about James Madison, it's it's uh, it's a play. Well, I heard it's good, but anyway, the uh, the legislative branch, Congress, is their, their job was to make laws, and um, so this is the Congress and the Senate, and their job was to make laws, but also to stop things from happening and slow things down. And um, they were there to, they're the only ones who were supposedly able at, fa- at the founding to enact taxes. They're the only ones that can do it. They can tax, they can spend, tax and spend. Congress. They ha- there are a couple reasons why they have two-year terms. That's when we say it's always a, uh, an election cycle because now in Congress, like they spend three months working and then the rest is on the road raising funds, talking to lobbyists and whatnot, trying to get, you know, another term. Um, but one, they're supposed to be the only ones to be able to enact taxes. It's two years because if you don't like the way you're being taxed by Congress, you can vote them out. Seems simple, right? I thought so. There's your Congress. Now the Senate originally, this is where it gets weird. And the more I've been digging into this, the more I've seen that a lot of people don't don't grasp 
where they came from because right now senators are popular shit and they're powerful as shit. And you've got people from Hollywood that make a lot of money in the entertainment industry and they're raising big monies. Like so in Hollywood, California, which is right in LA, raising tons of money for a senatorial election in Georgia. They're sending money to Montana to reelect John Tester, who's a Democrat, who I've met before, but that's not originally what the Senate was supposed to be for. You're not supposed to be taking money from everywhere to make the federal government more powerful. The Senate is there to protect the state. There, So there's a certain amount of people per representative, but each state has at least one. Like Montana has had one, now they have two, based on population because of Shows like Yellowstone, people discover where Montana was and they started moving there with their blue votes. Now they have two. Um, but the Senate job was to protect the state. And I don't know if you know this, but the um, they were not elected by popular vote. They, they were... Um, the the uh, state legislature from their state like ratified them. They voted them in. The state put in their best guy to represent and protect the state that's it that's state politics that's another part of checks and balances but um there's constitutional amendments where you can change it because apparently it's a, a living document um the the amendment 17 is called the direct election of senators that's an amendment um to the constitution it was ratified on april 8th 1913 it overrides the previous constitution's provision uh on the election of senate of senators, uh, changing it so that they're elected directly uh, by the public voting during elections. And um, that is an issue because I'm going to read some stuff I got here. Um, the framers intended to protect the interests of, of states as states, and the mode of election imp uh, impelled senators to preserve the original federal design and to protect the interests not only of their own states, but of the states as political and legal entities within the federal system. So there's a government in your state, and they elect you, and if you're not doing what they like, um, then they just don't reelect you. It's not up to the, all the people that can believe the bullshit. A Alexander Hamilton, we just mentioned him a second ago, emphasized, he, we were just talking about ratifying it in New York, at the convention in 1788. So 1788 versus 19, uh, what did I just say? 1913, I think, whatever. Uh, Alexander Hamilton in 1788, uh, he said that senators will constantly look up to the state governments with an eye of dependence. So they're watching their state because it's their ass. Not That wasn't in writing. That's my, I said that. And if they wanted to be reelected by state legislators, they would have, this is in quotes, would have a uniform attachment to the interests of their several states. In other words, they would be wary of imposing unfunded mandates on state governments or taking other actions that extend the power of the federal government into areas traditionally with the authority of the states. Now, sink that in a little bit. Within the authority of the states. The Constitution, it actually gives power to the states on things like mandates, like abortion, like people flipped out when the the Supreme Court recently just gave. They didn't say abortion is illegal. They gave it back to the states. Let's let's just let's go through that one more time. A uniform attachment to the interest of their several states. They would be wary of imposing unfunded mandates on state governments or taking other actions that extend the power of the federal government. What did you see happen in 2020? Okay, so um, 
let's see. I think let's see. The, uh, state governments with direct input on, in the national government was not only an essential check to the federal government's power, but also a means by which the states could influence congressional lawmaking. So the states used to have this ability to check and balance, but they got rid of that. It was it was the 17th Amendment because what basically what they're doing is expanding the power of the federal government, and they're they're getting rid of the power of the state government. And this, um, the, so this, the 17th Amendment was actually um, combined with the 16th Amendment, which you should look up, because that gives Congress the power to lay and collect taxes on income. So that's a lot of uh, movement there. A lot of your hard-earned money now going to the federal government. And uh, here's, this is interesting. I, I picked this up. The 17th Amendment was a result of the rise of progressivism pushed by intellectuals and social reformers who believed that our constitutional system of government was outdated and needed to be reformed. Have you heard that lately? This is 1913. Needs to be reformed because we're going to push it on to, well, those guys were just what? Oh, they were racist. Get rid of it. Get rid of the documents. These are bad people. The documents are bad, (laughs) but your rights as an American are on those documents. This is the expanding of government, making it larger and larger. This is expanding federal bureaucracy so they can make mandates on different land that you cannot use anymore, on cars that you must drive, on making up bullshit about carbon emissions by 2040, and you will have a windmill. This is all the stuff that they're doing. And they're doing this shit back in the uh, early 19th. That was a century ago. That's more than a century ago. That's how old we are. So um, in a nutshell... The 17th Amendment critically altered the balance of power between state governments and the federal government to the detriment of the states. States no longer had a legislative venue or any venue to influence directly the course of the federal government. States are out, feds are it, and that has not been working out. Well, by the way, did you notice we just passed $34 trillion in debt? Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Um, so with direct elections, senators have no incentive to protect their own states. And uh, they have no interest in protecting the budget that that state has. And, uh, you know, this is enormous. It, this is what's bloated, basically, the federal government got us to $34 trillion in, um, in debt. The deficit, the debt, and all of the glorious uh, interest we're going to be paying to that. And who are we going to be paying that to? Well, we don't have the money to pay our interest, so we borrow other money, because the federal government does that. Happy New Year. But that's one of the issues that comes along without checks and balances, without accountability. Accountability is good, too. I mean, it's, it's uh, it, you know, screwing something up sucks, but admitting it's better. Um, sorry I did that, and I'm going to try to do better next time, <laughs> try to learn from it. We, I bring that up. And as sometimes an authority on screwing up, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, dust off, admit you did something wrong. You're not getting the pass back. Try to learn from it. You got time ticking, keep going. That's something we all have in common, so try to make the most of that. But um, without that, you, and, and with, with what you've seen the government purposely do as far as taking away your rights, what's they're doing? I mean, I, I, like you, you got uh, the Second Amendment, bring that up a lot, and the left will say, we're not trying to take away your guns. Eh, they kind of are. And once the government takes it, they don't give it back. And the, the accountability is gone. They took away a lot of the state's rights, knowing that, that would empower the federal government. We got senators up there doing God knows what, impacting everything. 
Um, but uh, so, but speaking of senators, uh, and I, I do, I do love Rand Paul. He puts out um, a list, uh, his Festivus report, which just kind of highlights the waste that goes on in the federal government. He sees that there, it's do- a lot of his document, a lot of it ain't. This is the stuff that's documented. Um, and this year, what he's what he's done, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, take notes on this on my own. Because what I've done in the past is take notes, take a lot of time researching, then I don't go over my notes. So I just pulled up his Festivus report, and I'm going to go through the uh, the highlights. So I hope it's it goes smoothly. I'm just going to scroll through, read stuff. If it's good, I'll read it out. If I screw up, I uh, apologize in advance or after the fact. But this year, the 2023 Festivus report is high. It's highlighting 900 billion. Yeah, nine hundred billion dollars in waste. Wow, that's a lot. I'm, I'm I had to count the zeros there. Um, that's all kinds of stuff. Everything from uh, um, promoting tourism in Egypt to helping out struggling artists like you know Post Malone, Chris Brown, Lil Wayne, guys you've never heard of that need millions from the government. They took it. Not that it was illegal, but that's the shit the government does. I guess you got to look for loopholes in that stuff too. But um, we're going to hear all about them, just a little bit about them now. So uh, during COVID, they were giving out PPP loans, which uh, were struggling governments because that's when, I don't know if you remember, the government told everyone to stay home. And I hate saying, well, that was because of COVID. No, this didn't, stuff didn't happen because of COVID. It happened because the government locked us down. And that's the, like a worldwide government, which, uh, again, I don't feel like getting into because I'm, I'm in a good mood. But that, those are Paycheck Protection Program Funds, PPP. Um, there were people that were... Um, uh, sending in pictures of Barbie dolls to get approved, and they it worked. <laughs> I'm just reading this right now. Um, let's see what it says here. But using Barbie's face proof of identity to steal taxpayer funds worked. So they were uh, they lost a shit ton of money. They gave out 800 billion dollars in COVID PPP funds. Uh, that's kind of out of control, but they're throwing money around. You know, you would think that. Artificial intelligence would be enough, but um, no, you can just take a picture of a Barbie or a Ken, if we're allowed to say that anymore, and that's that. Um, they overspent by $1.7 trillion. That's a big number. The government overspent by $1.7 trillion, uh, left with a whopping $659 billion in interest. That's right, man. Fiscal year 22, $659 billion in interest on, in interest on the national debt. So like I said earlier, we don't have the funds to pay it, so we'll have China do that. That's bad. There's all kinds of stuff here that uh, Dr. Fauci, you've heard of him, $33.2 million to uh, run uh, Monkey Island, they're calling it, too. It's a 3,000-monkey colony raised on state-owned island. Uh, the National Institutes of Health, NIHS. So they, uh, they're they issuing out millions of dollars to, to raise monkeys on a private island. That's not bad. I could probably dig being on a private island at the government's behest. Here's a good one, too. $6 million was spent to boost Egyptian tourism. Now, we're already giving them a lot for uh, defense or whatever they call it. Giving a lot of money to a lot of people that don't like us. But this is Enza, Egypt, $6 million um, to, to boost their, their um, tourism in Egypt. I mean, they got pyramids. I guess we can fund for foreigners to get in balloons to ride around the, the pyramids. I guess Congress didn't have a problem with that. Um, I'm not going to read that one. It's stupid. Let's see. I want to get some other, the Russian cats on a treadmill. Huh. After, after having their brain stems snip, Russian cats were forced to walk on a treadmill in Russian labs. All thanks to us foot in the bill. So you pay 2.7 million. That's Russia too, by the way, 
Do we have a problem with Russia? Some of us have a problem with Russia. Well, not with the Russian cats, because the at your your dime they're running on uh, treadmills. Um, oh, here's a good one. The government paid thirty five million dollars to dead people. Must be paying them back for their votes. <laughs> thirty eight million dollars in COVID payments. An average of eighty three thousand dollars each went to people that we knew were dead. Good job, government. Uh, not a, there's a lobster tank at the, at the Department of Defense. Got an $8,395 lobster tank. I know they make big purchases, but when I think of tanks in the DOD, I think of different tanks. But So just under nine. Imagine being the guy that sold that, though. For just under nine. You can take this bad boy home, just under nine Gs. That's pretty funny. Um, oh, here's, so here's some more Department of Defense stuff, too. Uh the government ruined $89 million worth of engines by leaving them outside. So these, I guess, are pretty big engines. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it says right here in the report, it says, I know, let's store your vehicle engine outside, said no mechanic ever, but the 80 gas turbine engines valued at $89.16 million, that's about $1.1 million each, left outside, and so they are gone. So you ruined that. Here's another one. Uh, military equipment, $12.6 million worth of transmissions. How much does something have to be worth for the U.S. Army to store it properly? Evidently, more than $12.6 million. So the DOD, Inspector General, or as they say in the biz, the DODIG, that's what someone cool would say right after they say bluff, which means bottom line up front, which is military jargon for fuck off. That's what they say. Anytime someone can come up with new stuff to say in the military, they usually get like a bronze star with no V because that's an admin award too. Anywho, um, they uh, improperly stored 135 hydraulic transmissions valued at uh, $12.6 million outside. Again, they're leaving a lot of stuff outside. Okay, well, next step there, don't leave it in the rain. You could probably teach that in, in, um, in basic training. Uh, $68 million worth of military track and vehicle treads. That's interesting. Um, let's see here. Cataloged that. 100 17,534 vehicular track shoes valued at $68.29 million left outside again in open air, not covered or properly. I said over 1,000 military officials did not follow the military's own guidance on storage. So 1,000 dudes knew the rules, didn't follow them. Um, now, I've been in the military. I'm assuming some of my listeners have. Some have not. But as an American, would you be okay if the government, instead of wasting that, just gave you $68.29 million? You'd probably do better. I would actually trust you, and I'm talking to you, to do better than that. Um, this is I'm going to read this. I just, just skimmed the top of this because I love the title of this, at the Department of Homeland Security, the DHS. <laughs> Still got it. Um, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. That, yeah, the, I'm assuming they call that the CISA. CISA, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, that's of the Department of Homeland Security, um, that, that made itself the arbiter of misinformation during the COVID pandemic, created a series of graphic novels called the, Resi what, the Resilience Series to help educate the public about misinformation. Tell me that doesn't sound like some dork in the government is totally trying to screw with your head by labeling everything misinformation. If they can't do it, I bet their friends at Facebook can, and they will shut you down. Misinformation is is not a joke. I'm reading this verbatim here. But it is especially not funny when bureaucrats of the federal government are determining what is and isn't considered misinformation, all under the guise of protecting 
Americans. That is familiar. I want to get back a second too, because we were talking about the three three governments. I only really got into Congress and the Senate. Um, remember, I said they got to slow things down. That was the the whole point. And we also said they're not allowed to make uh, like even even the judicial branch is writing rules now. They're 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 writing laws. They're not supposed to. I didn't cover the ju- ju- the judicial branch of the government now because we went over the sorry, we went over the. Um, we uh, at first talked about legislative. We talked about Congress. I sort of talked about the executive, and that's the president, the cabinet, vice president. Ele- like right now, if you look it up, it just carries out the laws. But the president is actually supposed to be the weakest of the three branches. I'm not sure you knew that. And his veto power is only there if the bill that is in, on the president's desk is unconstitutional towards the Constitution that they keep amending and changing. Um but now, if you've noticed, if it goes to the president's desk and he simply doesn't like it, he can veto it. He can change it. Um, that's just crazy. That's what, not what they're supposed to be doing. But I'm saying this just so you can see the way everything's morphing into uh, the executive and then, you know, making these um, uh, other uh, bureaucrats, federal agencies that technically fall under the executive branch of the government. But now they're writing laws and telling you what you can and can't do with your gas-powered leaf blower, and I wish I was making that up. It almost sounded like I was making up a joke. I was remember, remembering some bullshit that I heard. Um, that that's an, I'm going to get back to the waste, but it's just so much fun. to w- Stuff will click in my head, and I'll start thinking about what I skipped and forgot to say. But, uh, yeah, d- d- you probably didn't think about that, though. Think about that. The, the president is the weakest link there, supposed to be, and just veto stuff that's wrong, not his feelings or whatever. And then the judicial branch, Supreme Court, is now writing laws which are not supposed to. Nine people are not supposed to be doing that. Nine people are not supposed to be this powerful. But they're writing um, laws. Like, uh, have you heard of Obamacare? Yeah, that's a, that's a law thanks to John Roberts. And he is uh, chief uh, justice appointed by President George Bush, right? Pretty sure. Uh, and he made that, Obamacare. And also, um, what's, the, what's the new one that, they, that uh, was written up? The, uh, well, they make them sound cute. Um, the um, uh, t- t- what the hell is the one I was thinking? Well, Obamacare was one of them. Then the other one, the Inflation Reduction Act. The um, like it may it has nothing to do with inflation. It's all about the Green New Deal. But they they do that crap. And the Patriot Act is another one because they're they're um, they're acting on fear. They're acting on fads and they're pushing shit through because it sounds good to you. The Patriot Act was them using nine eleven so they can spy on you. But they're doing that. Um, like the, what the problem that we're forgetting is these rights are yours. They're not theirs. These are not for the politicians. These are laws and rights for you written in the Constitution, and they work for you. Seriously, I talk fast, but read that again. They work for you. They are not your bosses, but they're certainly acting like it because we let them get away with it. They're, they're like they can pick and choose right now what what laws you can and can't have. Anyway, back to the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Security of Redundance Department. Um, yeah, anyway, they're telling you what's fake news. <laughs> Disinformation. Disinformation, Russian collusion, Russia, Russia, Russia. Uh, there's more monkey studies, too. And I think some of the monkey studies are probably pretty good. Um, just I'm, you know, And again, even some big farmers good. I, I, I like medicine. It's good to have, you know, Z-packs to get rid of shit. But uh, for some reason, every year in the uh, Festivus thing... Monkeys come up. Um, 
Here's a here's one I did not know. I did read this earlier, and I want to bring this up. I'm not going to go through this whole Festivus report because it's not that much fun, but I hope you're sort of listening. Uh, every year, the IRS, you've heard of them, and if you haven't, they'll find you. <laughs> don't you worry about it. They'll be on your paycheck. Uh, and don't, but I mean, you better have a paycheck. Don't do it under the table because God forbid they find you keeping all the money that you earn. Tax is theft. Uh, every year, the IRS reroutes income tax ref, uh, income tax pay- payments or ru- refunds. People call them. how much did you get back? Again, it's not getting it back. You should the, the smaller of a return you get is good because you kept more of your money. Stuff they give you back is stuff that you already earned, and they tax it again, basically. Um, but there is a box on your 1040 uh, individual income tax return. I'm trying to read it here. It says uh, there's a, a a box you can click. Check here if you or your spouse, if filing jointly, want $3 to go to this fund. Checking a box below will not charge you um, your tax or refund. So you can just check a box on your 1040, and you can donate $3 to camp for political campaigns. That's what it's saying. No, um, and, and it says, since 2008, no major political party's candidate for president has accepted these funds. So as of November 1st, 2023, $400.6 million sat unused in the Presidential Election Campaign Fund account. I'm sure we could find a spot where we could use $400 million. I would be willing to bet... You could go to your local branch, and if we could convince Uncle Sam to wire that right into Volodymyr Zelensky's checking account, he would accept. Anyway, there's somebody sitting there. There's some more uh, National Institute of Health monkey casino stuff. They were basically gambling 1.9 million, which the way these people spend isn't a lot. But uh, they basically messed with a couple monkeys' brains and tried to see if they would take risk over reward, and they were using, like, water as a reward. And I guess the monkeys accepted risk, which uh, (laughs) the monkeys will take risk over reward. That's pretty funny. They would be great in special operations. Go monkeys. Um, And then here, okay, this will be the last one I covered today because just go through the uh, Festivus thing that Rand Paul puts out once a year. It is a lot of fun. It's depressing, but I mean, I think it will help to at least get you interested in... um, in what's going on in DC, I think it might. If you if you take just a quick look at well, um, my kids are working, and they all had the same thing happen when they got their first check. They noticed the every deduction for all kinds of tax, all kinds of Social Security, which is a Ponzi scheme. Um, uh, and I'll get I'll explain that later. I'm happy people are getting Social Security. You're not getting what you paid into it if you do the math. It's a Ponzi scheme, um, just like uh, Ukraine. But um, but you know, I'd rather fund Social Security. But um, if, if you start looking at your paycheck, your deductions, start paying attention to the taxes on everything, gas, uh, the food you buy, uh, stuff is expensive because the goddamn federal government puts their hands in everything and they're just taking, taking, and they're wasting it. So consider what you would have take home, what you could do with it, not just for you, but for your family and possibly your community, your church, perhaps um, uh Found, uh, uh, foundations or charities, your community, uh, local little league teams or soccer teams or some shit like that. And then read the way the government's spending your money. Maybe you'll get interested in it. Wondering why you're electing certain people. Wondering why we complain about D.C., but just 
always elect the same people. Look how many incumbents. They even say that like incumbents' chances of winning are so much better because they're an incumbent. They're the ones fucking it up. There were people that elected dead people. I, I didn't stutter. This has happened. I'm going to look all this up because, like I said, I go to my notes um, and I, I fuck them off. But um, here is uh, here. This is the last one I'll talk about. But there's I mean, I'll, I'll scroll through one more time. But uh, this one, two hundred million dollar um, ticket to backstage, the uh, small business administration, uh, the SBA's two hundred million dollar ticket to backstage. Uh huh. It. Let's see. They didn't deliver, basically. Uh, Business Insider, I can actually quote this because Rand Paul's people wrote it in here, identified dozens of famous music artists and their touring companies that received over $200 million through the program. So this is during COVID, when a lot of people are hurting. Uh, Essential businesses were open, you know, liquor stores and Amazon. Keep them drunk and keep them playing with their switches or whatever you crazy kids are calling them. But I want to go through a list of... uh, these small business owners, God bless them, who uh, received money from the government, from you. Not, not This is not government-funded. Taxpayer-funded is a better way to put it because that's money you earn at your job and that they're taking and giving to other things. Um, but these small business owners are like Post Malone, Lil Wayne, Chris Brown, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, even Nickelback received $2 million. And I'm not trying to badmouth Nickelback. Um, you know, two million dollars. Here's they got a little bubblehead list here. Post Malone got ten million dollars. He's doing okay, but he got ten million dollars. Common, two point eight million dollars. Corn with a K, five point three million dollars. Um, Nickelback, like I said, two million. Nickelback sounds to me like a refund anyway, doesn't it? Um, Chris Brown got ten million dollars. I don't know the dude. Usher, three point one million dollars. Leanne Rhymes got two million. Vampire Weekend knocked out eight point three million. Lil Wayne, eight point nine million. Um. Lil Wayne was with the game, though, on Red Nation, the song I listened to on the way to Bin Laden's house. You will not hear me say a bad thing about them. Um, if they want to cut a check, make it out to RJO. And I'll tell you where. Slipknot, $9.7 million. Slipknot, I like them, too. Um, but they're multimillionaire musicians cashing in checks instead of their intended recipients. It's like the government not quite doing what you voted them to do. But a um, little bit of fun. Tax, government, three branches. And um, yeah, that's so that's that's fun. Kind of depressing. That's the way it works, though. Again, no accountability, and the incumbents get reelected and stay there for a long, long time. And we're even talking about too, where um, in places where people don't even know who their representatives are, or who their senators are, or who their governor is in some places, believe it or not. Um, and that's that's you know it's our own doing. It, it's so easy to get, you know, everything's at the tip of your fingers right now. It's so easy to be entertained. I'm, again, guilty of it. I can be the guy on the bench at the weight room that's looking at Instagram. Done it. Uh, uh, other times I'm simply studying the Declaration of Independence. You don't know. It's not bothering me. But, um, but I'm, again, too, they, they, uh, they will distract a whole bunch. Get you thinking about other stuff, too. Uh, here's one of my theories. Um there's a number of reasons our southern border is open. The one reason it should be closed is for security. And I'm going to be right. It's going to suck, but I will be right. Because uh, the border's open, and uh, uh, as, a, as a master tactician, that's where I would go. Come across that border for sure. But it, it's, it, 
close it because that I mean that's day one of how to protect yourself. You have walls around your house. That that's that simply protect your people. Unchecked terrorists coming in. Did you know that the um, the cartels that are sending drugs and sex trafficking, human smuggling across our borders are uh, they make more a year than the NFL? Pretty good business. So uh, that's a problem too. But, I mean, the issue is going to be with policies and not with a border wall. I, look at the prime example of being right. Um, Donald Trump in 2015, when he came down the escalator at Trump Tower and announced his presidency, he started talking about the southern border and how drugs and criminals are coming across. And there are some good people, too. And he said that in 2015, and it was all part of the campaign, how... Uh, uh, racist, racist, he's horrible, he's a bad person. And that sticks now, the Trump derangement syndrome. But he's right. And the border's a problem, and hundreds of thousands of people are dying. Uh, fentanyl's not good, it's coming there, through there. But he was right. And people don't like the truth. And they wanted chaos, and they got chaos. Russia, Russia, Russia. Distract. And everyone went with it. I mean, even look at now with, uh, I was listening to Sirius XM, and Green Day is getting a channel. And I am not ashamed to say I'm a Green Day fan. I think they're fucking awesome. And I don't want to say this too loud because I know how wacky liberals act and they will block me or something. Uh, I got blocked by John Cusack for, he said something about ideal and facts. And I said, men have penises and they blocked me. I mean, technically you can block me. That's fine. But uh, um, Green Day just changed their lyrics about don't want to be a MAGA something. One of their songs, a good song too. But I do like Green Day. Um but just they probably couldn't tell me why they hate Donald Trump. I want them to tell me why. T- Look, go to at Mikuya. I will read those comments on my latest picture. I t- sometimes will read Twitter. I will read the Operator podcast. But I want to hear seriously. And again, I'm not getting angry at anybody. I do like to laugh at you sometimes. Uh, and I think I can say that because I've screwed up and you've laughed at me. So get over it. But uh, I want to hear why you hate Trump if you hate him. And I have good friends that hate him. Just tell me why. I Legit. And don't give me a name-calling shit. Don't, I don't want to hear that. What did, what don't you, let's talk policies. I don't even, I, I don't even want a president to be liked. I want him to be fucking feared. Not by his people, by, well, Iran, by Russia. I want China to be afraid of him. I want, and I want our, to be in a spot where our, um, Allies will back us up. We had three NATO allies, I think, back out of the Red Sea when we're trying to enforce shit. And now we got the Houthis. I mean, we sank three of their boats. We could destroy their navy. Well, they don't have a navy. The Iranians do. But they're putting their frigates in the in the, in the and a frigate is a is a ship of war, not a uh, not a fun word. Like you stub your toe, frigate. Um, we'd sink their navy. We'd destroy their ports. We could crush everyone if we wanted to, but we don't. Um, but I would rather have a president that is feared, not whatever you don't like him tell me why that's all i want to hear it just like and, and i don't want a paragraph especially if you're there don't yell at me on your phone you don't have that much time to type a paragraph just say it uh and then i want to hear what you if you i mean you don't need to tell me why you why you would vote for him i would like to hear why you would vote for biden i want to hear why i i'm not going to get mad i will make fun of you that's it. Just tell me what you like about them. That's great. Um, but so back to the border, though. The thing is, for security, you need a border. But if they open it, votes. We can get votes. 
Um, we're at a spot where a lot of these heavy blue states are going to have, then they're not even calling them illegals, undocumented or non-citizens. They're going to be cops. They're going to be voting. And a lot of people around the country are wising up to the bullshit the Democrats have been feeding you for 50, 60, 70 years. And they're going to vote other. Not I'm not saying they're going to vote for Donald Trump, but people are looking for a third-party candidate, which we actually need. The two-party system's killing us. Uh, you, we're not going to get the funding. And basically, if you're more conservative as a third party, you're going to get rid of the Republican, i.e. Ross Perot. We, welcome to Bill Clinton. Who actually, if you look back at it, wasn't that fucking bad. <laughs> See? I'm nonpartisan. I'm actually a registered independent. Thank you very much. But now that a lot of people are switching to like the RFK juniors or a potential um, uh, Republican vote, they're realizing that these a lot of the illegals, and I'm not talking about hardworking families from Mexico, Central America, South America, that just want a better life. I'm talking about people that are getting here and realizing, no shit, this border's open for now. You got a year, and they're telling their family, family come up here. Hundreds of thousands a month, right? Is it, what, 18,000 a day? 15,000 a day? A lot is what it is. Again, I don't have notes on this, but it's a lot. Get your family here now, and they're praising Joe Biden. So we might lose some of this city's vote, but we're getting a bunch more, and they're going to vote for the Democrat. Not, not, this is not an accident. And it's not the wall that's keeping people out. It's the shitty policies. It's the weakness. And it's the your taxpayer dollars going to uh, Medicaid for 700,000 illegals in California, whatever the hell they just announced. But they do know, as we have this, and we yell at each other about everything from gender to schools to borders, screaming at each other to uh, dividing each other into different categories, religions, race, all that stuff. We're not paying attention to what the crowd in D.C. is doing, are we? Same people are getting elected. Same people are stuffing the ballots. Same people are running the polling places. Same people are reporting that we had a plumbing issue, got to close it down. Oh, Biden wins at 4 a.m. Look at that. <laughs> we flipped that coin 100,000 times and it landed on heads every single time. Pretty crazy. Same people. And you're not paying attention because they want chaos. Um, I think we should all want to just get back to normalcy, but that takes paying attention. So I would say um, look at your paycheck and see where your money's going. You know, my, what I like to do, here, here's something else too that I like to do. Just, you know, there's nothing wrong. You need downtime. Like I said, 26th of December to January 1. I was actually in bed asleep by 10 on New Year's, which is new for me. Keeps me out of the papers. <laughs> But uh, so what we're doing is we're watching shows. I want to take give me some advice on that too because I started a couple shows that I like because I like the um, uh, I like to watch serious shows like dramas because I like to you know see I, I, a lot of writers um, uh, are really really creative. I really can appreciate creativity and they come up with really good storylines. So I'm into that. Um, to think, and then like after I take my my nighttime routine to be sleeping pills or whatever, then I like to get into funnier stuff to like stuff that you can sort of close your eyes but laugh. Because um, I finished The Office way too late. I wish I would have done that um, a while back. I actually uh, John Krasinski, who was Jim in The Office, I met him at listen to me name drop at Justin Timberlake's party birthday party in New York. I met Krasinski, and I had never seen The Office. So I was just sort of talking to the guy from the, A Quiet Place. And it was funny. He, I said, I got to be honest, I've never seen The Office. And he said, thank God, I'm tired of talking about that fucking show. Turns out it's a great show. Finish that. Obviously, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If you haven't seen those two, just turn this off right now and start watching those. 
uh, Always Sunny. Love that. But um, the one I'm a little pissed about that I hadn't watched, that I am now, like I'm, I knocked out five seasons today, I think, is uh, Parks and Rec. My God. Funny. That is that is so deeply funny. It, basically, Amy Poehler touches anything, and it's just she and Tina Fey. Brilliance. Uh, watching those two. But uh, we're also um, Frontier. That's one of the more serious ones. Really like that. I like the idea of the old school stuff because that's sort of you can check yourself with the history, you know, because that's up in uh, like Hudson's Bay in Can- uh, Canada after the Revolutionary War, dealing with the Brits, the French, some Americans, like the natives and uh, the fur trade pelts. Awesome, awesome show, um, which is good. Love that show. And then, and, well, and then I, I finally started watching Reacher, which is um, based off the character Jack Reacher, which is. Just awesome. Um, I didn't think I was gonna like it at first, because you know, being being it, having gone to war, a lot of times I don't like like really intense action scenes because we all know what f- fights look like. Um, they're never that clean. Um, you know the the the, the over abundance of tough girls. Yeah, we got them, but two girls aren't going to beat up a biker gang, whatever. But I like Reacher a lot. Like I love, I love how he's a tough, good guy, but also a sociopath, and how he really beats people's asses. I love that because initially I didn't think I would like Reacher because it's based on an army MP, and we all know MPs are boners. So <laughs> I'm kidding. We, we look. Can't we give each other some shit? But uh, yeah, uh, but Reacher's good, man. There's even if you haven't seen it. Just look up some trailers, I guess they would have, but even just parts on um, on on Instagram. The dude, the actor that plays Reacher is awesome. Fits the part, looks the part, acts just, yeah. So we watched that. Uh, I'm going to rewatch Parks and Rec when I get done because uh, Pratt, 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 baby, he's great too. Um, just a funny, the the what I like about Parks and Rec is just the, the intricate details of like the recurring characters and like Pawnee, Indiana is not even a real town, but their history is so backwards that you, I had to look it up. Like, is this town really this bad? But, but, um, oh, it's just awesome. Amy Poehler again, uh, check that one out too. So, um, but, um, yeah, so that's, you know, it's 2024. We're going to have a blast too. Uh, I want to, you know, obviously be more positive. We're trying that. I still got to talk about the, um, Mexico trip and the Texas thing and all that. Well, I'll get into in, in good time, but, uh, you know, just trying to be better about things and, you know, the, 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 what's important with our military and our government, your tax money, um, foreign policy. Like, just stop. It's not working. Deterrence works. So we got to get back to that. So um, watch a funny show. Um, you know, take yourself serious, but not too much, and be nice to MPs. <laughs> You're never out of the fight.